Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode. And make sure to check out the link in the description where you can find links to our Instagram and other socials. Happy listening! We like talking about movies and TV, or TV and movies, because we're the Bees Knees, oh yeah. I am an extremely observant individual. <laughs> okay. I believe that it's a result of my anxious state <laughs> that as like a defense mechanism, I know where everybody is all the time. I'm constantly aware of my surroundings. What's your superpower? Oh, easy. It's anxiety. <laughs> Basically, though, like I it's something that I'm very neurotic about because I'm constantly looking around, seeing where everybody is, just knowing their whereabouts. Like when I go for like when I go to the gym, for example, yeah, I know that like I've been there enough times at specific times that I know if I go at this time of the day as opposed to a later time of the day where I might go these people are going to be here. But if I go later, I know that this group of people are going to be here. Like the regulars, there might be the odd person that isn't. And for the most part, we all kind of have our own routines. We know where we're going to be. So I know that if I go at this time and these like six to 10 people are going to be there, I know whereabouts they're going to be in the gym at all times because it's always the same. Just picking up on people's routines. Yeah. And same thing with like dropping the kids off at school, picking them up. I know... All the parents, we all have regular spots. We are all creatures of habit. (laughs) So like they all have their favorite parking spot and they come at their specific times and I drive past them. I see them all the time. I don't even know any of their names. Like I don't have friends that have kids the same age as mine. Yeah. So I don't know who any of these people are, but I know their faces and I know where they're like where they're going to be at this specific time. And... We take the kids to skating. Yes. And back in, I want to say it was like October. And it used to be when I was working that I wouldn't be there until halfway through skating was done. You would always take them and I would just meet you at the arena. Yep. But since I've been in school, I've been able to be there at the very beginning. And I started noticing these two parents in particular that they would always sneak off together. Mind you, these two parents, they are not together. They have two separate children and they're in two separate marriages, but they always leave together. They are very sus about it. Well, it started out with, I did not notice a thing when it was just me there. Yeah. Then you would come back and you'd be like, oh, there's those two coming back with their Tim Hortons or whatever like walking in together right at like yeah as kids are getting off the ice and i believe that i said to you i'm like they always leave for tim hortons in air quotes and because i say air quotes because they wouldn't go the tim hortons is a five minute walk if that yeah it's across the street from the arena so it's like if they were just getting tims i would think that they'd be gone maybe 15 minutes if it was busy Yeah, maximum. Even if you're like driving across, going through the drive-thru. Yeah, they would be gone for half an hour or more. So I brought this to your attention just in the new year now. And I'm like, this has been happening a lot. I've noticed it quite a bit since I've been coming to skating. You've been sleuthing pretty good. (laughs) And once I started paying attention and I had you paying attention, we started timing it. (laughs) And (laughs) This isn't creepy, I swear. (laughs) And we're not stalkers. I'm just I'm just curious like it started out I wondered if it was something completely innocent but there's so many red flags no we went through so many different phases of oh well maybe like their families are friends and like they're just hanging out because you know like it's just like when you have like couple friends yeah but like you said red flags like things have not added up like As they enter the building with their kids, they don't look at each other. They don't talk to each other. Nothing. Even though they're friends, they're the kids are friends. So it would be perfectly normal to just say, oh, hi, how are you? Like just completely innocent conversation, greeting. Nothing. Nothing. And then when 
like usually he's there first with his kid and he's waiting out in the lobby and then when she comes and they don't talk then she gets her kid out on the ice the second she comes out it's like a whole different she's like oh hey you ready to go like super chipper cheery yeah Yeah, she goes from like the like the silent type to like a bubbly schoolgirl. she goes from zero to ten real quick (laughs) yeah and then the other thing i noticed is that one like i at first i thought it was like maybe half an hour 45 minutes that they were gone there have been multiple times that they've been gone for an hour or more and a few times i've noticed when they've come back he will come back and then she will walk in like two minutes later yeah and it's funny because (laughs) we say this isn't creepy but we've been like curious so it's like they left and I was just like, hey, I'm going to run out to the car to check on something. <laughs> and I went out to the car and they were both parked in front of each other. And I just I got into my car and sat and just observed because I was just like, like, how does this how does this work? Yeah. And she went to her car. He went to his truck. Then she got out, looked around super sus and then got into his truck and they drove away. Which is so weird. Like, and I want to stress this because there have been so many times that I've said, like, this is just an observation. It could be something completely innocent and we're just blowing this way out of proportion. I've tried so hard to find any reason to think that it was innocent and I have not been able to come up with anything. Like, I see parents who are friends who are of the opposite sex interact with each other at the arena all the time and it's completely natural normal raises no red flags whatsoever these two are just yeah it's the sneakiness they're so sneaky like what could you possibly be doing that you have to go out of the building for and have privacy for like your kids are on the ice and the one week her kid got hurt and her kid not like <laughs> badly, but like enough to like be whining and come off the ice to be like, "Where's mom, my mom? Mom, I'm hurt." And then she came out into the hallway, like skates and all, and was just like, "Mom, mom!" And she was running around looking for her mom, who was not there, who was pieced out, going on this fling of a Timmy's run with this other parent. Yeah, and I just think, like. Y- why if you're both your kids are on the ice skating and like say you want to go get tim's or you want to go for a little walk or something and just have like an adult conversation that's fine like whatever but wouldn't you eventually want to come back and just continue your adult conversation while also being like observant of your kids yeah yeah i don't know because i mean i like watching the kids skate because it's like it's funny a lot of the time yeah I just, I don't understand the timing of it, the sneakiness. Like, you're leaving your kid at the arena. Yeah, and, like, their kids aren't that young. They're probably about 12 years old. So it's not like us who were, like, seven years old. Yeah. It's a, quite a bit of a difference. But it's just, I'm just curious to know if anyone has any innocent ideas as to why they might want to leave for that long, that often. Yeah, because that's, that's the thing we need sneaky. to stress. It's not like they've gone once or twice. It's every it week, twice every a week. every Monday and Wednesday from 6.30 or from 5.30 to 6.30. Yeah. So it's it's an ongoing like, what thing. Could they They're be not par- planning a party. I'm out of ideas apart from they fucking. <laughs> I also wonder too, like, like you said, you even saw some some contact. Like he had put his oh, hand yeah, on they, her lower they back. They walked up some stairs at the complex and he put his hand on her lower back. And so it's like they're getting a little bit more risky, but also they're still wandering off somewhere. Sneaky. Disappearing. Sneaky sons of bitches. I don't know. I want to hear other people's thoughts, though, if you have any. Yeah. I mean, we have no life, clearly. <laughs> It's just we live in a small town 
Every like you see the same faces every day, right? And like I said, we are creatures of habit. So it's the same thing all the time. And I'm constantly picking up on everybody's routines. Like I said to you that I would be the perfect person to have as an alibi. Like, yeah, you you will either send someone to jail or save their life. Yeah. Or even like if heaven forbid there was some some awful thing that were to happen, someone goes missing. If like they were asking around be like, hey, did you when was the last person you saw this? Like the last time you saw this person, I'd be like, oh, I saw them at 625 at the arena she would talk to this person and then and then she he put his hand on the minutes. small of her back <laughs> like i know all these things i pay attention to it all and i'm not meaning to it's just <laughs> there and then once i observe something i can't not bring it up you just got this passive ability of detecting yeah and like i i think that it is a safety mechanism for myself but then things like this happen. And then because I have no life, I'm just like, oh, what's happening? Here's the entertainment. Yes. <laughs> Which is so bad in a lot of ways. But I don't know. I mean, like, I just want to know what they're doing. Everybody knows everybody here. We all know each other's business. Just like, come clean, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just tell me your secrets. You know how we always talk about, uh, like, if, if you had... Uh, a mundane or lame superpower, what would it be? That would be yours. You would have this passive ability to just observe. But it would always be like the most random stupid shit. Like it wouldn't even be useful or helpful in any way unless in the case of a crime that would require you to know those Nine times out of ten, it would be completely mundane. Like I noticed this person had ice cream on Tuesday at... (laughs) Yeah, it was strawberry. 2.35 in the afternoon. Um... So speaking of stupid powers, I saw an ad for a show called Extraordinary mm-hmm. on TikTok and it genuinely didn't think anything of it because I always just scroll right past any ads on TikTok because ain't nobody got time for that. Um, but then I saw it on Disney the other day and we were sitting, you know, playing Sims 4, getting totally just down the rabbit hole. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'll put it on to, you know, like give some ambient noise. Um it's incredible. I really liked it. I uh, thought it was so funny. <laughs> I think I saw that it's Disney's first like UK show that they produced. Yeah. Um, and basically. Which we love that to begin with. Like any UK comedy shows, we're all about that shit. So there's this girl, no powers. Yeah. In a world where everybody gets powers. Mm-hmm. Useless. Uh, some are cool. Uh, they're all over the place and it's it's just the world it's not like there's superheroes it's just people have powers yeah yeah and the way they stand out in this field of super everything like there's the whole marvel universe there's the dc dumpster fire (laughs) there's there's all sorts of super shows and the way this one does it where the super powers are just so trivial to it but at the same time kind of pivotal to it. Yeah. Is excellent. Yeah. Um there's I'm just trying to th- I'm thinking of all the people with powers. There's a girl who can talk to the dead, but she has their voices talk through her and she can talk to them. Uh there's a guy who can turn back time kind of. There's a girl who's super strength. Uh, but then you kind of get into the more like mundane and ridiculous ones. Yeah. Like the main character's mom has the power to control technology, but she's a boomer who does not understand technology. Yeah. So it's just like, hey, can you hack into that computer? Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, what's a firewall? Yeah. <laughs> Stuff <laughs> like that. Um, or a guy who can transform into animals and ends up getting stuck as a cat for three years. Yeah. And then turns back and doesn't know how to people. I just, I like how extreme they go with just like, what is the dumbest thing? Like there's that one guy who can summon fish. (laughs) He can't do anything with the fish. He can't control them. He can just summon them. Do you need a fish to fly through your window three miles away from the coast? Yeah. He's got your back. There's there's actually the guy that can like phase through walls, but sometimes he gets stuck and he can only do it naked. Yes. 
<laughs> like, well, whatever part he's phasing through has to be bare. Yes. So, like, if he just wanted to put his arm through, that would be fine. He could just roll up his sleeves. But, Yo, like, his whole body, he has to be fully nude. You need a beer out of the fridge, but the fridge door is jammed? He's Don't got, worry, yeah. I'm wearing a tank top today. <laughs> got you. Oh, <laughs> I just thought, can he pull the bottle through or... I don't think so. <laughs> like, I don't think he, he can. He doesn't face got things. you then. <laughs> no, he could maybe from the inside figure out why it's jammed in the first place and then open it. So it's like theoretically cool but useless at the same time. And then there are powers that actually do aid people in their careers, but again, it's just it's like if you had just a really good skill, right? Like a work skill. Yeah. So like there's a vet that can talk to animals and like you would think that it would be like, oh, this is so cool. You get to talk to like your dog and your cat. But all these animals are like so depressed, hate their life, want to be dead. There's like a turtle that wants to die. He's there's just, a like, racist rabbit. Me. Yeah. It's just like the most random thing. So it's like his power is just causing him so much grief because, yeah, sure, it helps him in his profession. But he has to listen to all these like animals just being the worst. <laughs> like, yeah. And then there's the one character who has arguably, uh, or maybe even definitively, the best power, come guy. Oh my gosh. Just the yeah. man who, when he touches you, you come. How awkward, though. Like, how is that the best? Unless you're, like, a porn star. Well, he he made a ton of money doing it. Yeah. You know, helping satisfy unfulfilled women. <laughs> <laughs> and... I say definitively the best character power for me because it gave us the best character name. So like I said, there's a guy who turns into a cat. Uh, well, when he is a cat, he touches cum guy. Yeah. And, you know, comes. So they name their cat Jizz Lord. Mm -hmm. And then he turns into a person. Who can't remember his real name. So he's still Jizz Lord. <laughs> And it's just, it's, it it's causes, the greatest thing. It, I love British television. It causes a lot of just really good random bits. Yeah. Like awkward situations where you wouldn't want to introduce someone as Jizzlord, but they are, so that's what you have to do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's really funny. Yeah, yes. Um. So now that we've kind of seen this and we have uh, a few more ideas of kind of cool but mundane or pretty generally useless powers um do you have any changes like everybody has the oh if i had a superpower it'd be this mm -hmm. do you have like a this probably would never be functionally useful but i would want this power power like either i would want to always have a teenage metabolism <laughs> or just like my my already power of observation they call me the digester <laughs> <laughs> like it's not useful to anybody else it wouldn't help me in any career like the first episode there's that hr lady that like you have to tell the truth to her she has yeah. to do something you have no choice but to tell the truth which is like great for hiring because then you can't even like make up or over exaggerate how great you are at a certain skill that maybe you've done once but you say you're an expert at yeah that works out great for that position or the vet that can talk to animals or the therapist that can feel what you're feeling like those things are helpful to your career and in this show it stresses like if you don't have a power to aid you in a career then you have a really hard time getting hired so my metabolism wouldn't do anything for that, but it would be kind of like cum guy. That's like, true. Like, what job do you get with that <laughs> except for a porn star? I mean, like, I guess with a metabolism, I could just... I, I'm just going to pop in. I do not believe he could be a good porn star because porn is about the entertainment value of it. Yeah. There's nothing entertaining about touching somebody on the forehead and them coming. You don't get the presentation, the show. Well, I guess not, but porn is also a lot of girls acting as though they're having an orgasm the entire time. That's, he so, could make it big in the off-camera department, and there's you know just a regular guy laying pipe, and he's off, he's under the bed through a hole, pokes yeah, just the back, pokes. and then it's realism. <laughs> well, because he said, like they asked, like. 
do you can you make yourself come like instantly and he was just like no like yeah it takes forever so i'm like again in i know in porn they do it kind of backwards right they yeah. they ejaculate and then just keep going and that's a skill all in itself <laughs> but he would just be like going forever and ever and ever because he couldn't but then she would be going forever and ever and ever should have and a heart attack i was about to say I, <laughs> I feel like that might lead to some health complications what about though like is it possible to orgasm to death probably and now i really want to know the answer to that have google has anyone orgasmed to death i would think so probably like a heart condition it would probably well, result in some other medical thing all right, so people with weak hearts, I feel like, have done that. Even but. not weak hearts. Like, I feel like if you were having a 45-minute long orgasm, that would cause anybody to have a heart attack. <laughs> that just reminds me of the like the Viagra. If, if you uh, have an erection that lasts longer than four hours, consult a doctor. Yeah. If you have an orgasm that lasts 45 minutes, please consult a doctor. <laughs> All right, I'm actually Googling it. Orgasm to death. I feel like it could come up with a lot of. Yeah, I'm just getting a lot of old men dying during sex. <laughs> Woman almost died from an orgasm in Mississippi. What's the age? Uh, 45. That's not that old. She tougher. She tougher. She suffered a tear in the wall of her aorta. So it's like a heart heart thing. So yeah, if you got a weak ticker. Maybe and like <laughs> it could be just a hereditary thing that you don't even know about it because of your age, right? Like how many 30-year-olds are already alerted to heart issues, right? That's not even something you think about until you're probably closer to 50. <laughs> right? Like your mom has heart issues. Please don't. No, not I'm after, not that's okay. not where I'm going. Okay. That's not where I'm going. <laughs> I'm just saying your mom has heart issues. How often in your everyday life do you think about the hereditary aspect of like, maybe I have a heart condition? Zero. Exactly. Okay. Point proven. <laughs> Wasn't you going where you thought so much it was right going. There. I would not do that. I don't want to think about that. Why would I uh, do that? All this talk of, you know, orgasm to death. Uh, just makes me think of that like, glory, glory, what a hell of a way to die. What? <laughs> what is Dying that? of an orgasm? Yeah, but like, what is that song? I don't know what it's from, but it's like a thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering where that song came from, because like, I knew you didn't just make it up. I mean, easy answer is TikTok. Uh, there is a real answer, I just don't know it. Okay. I would say, okay, back to the actual thing we're talking about, <laughs> which is that extraordinary show. Uh, who would you say is like the best character? Uh, that's tricky because they all kind of suck. Probably Jizz Lord. He's the only one that is like a good person. person? <laughs> Um, he's genuine where like the main character, Jen, she's very selfish and like, she's just, she is one of those people that is self victimizing constantly Yeah, because she's 25 and doesn't have a power. And usually in this world, you get a power at 18. Mm -hmm. So to be 25 and still not have a power, you're kind of an outcast. But she just really feeds off that, like, the woe is me, I don't have a yeah a power. Like, the, with, with that, she also has a lot of other things failing in her life. She never had, like, a, a partner. She didn't have a good job. Just well, nothing. she didn't have a good job because she doesn't have a power. She doesn't don't got no powers. Yeah. Like, the job she has, which, again, like, talking about just horrible powers, her boss... <laughs> Just like reversed aged one day and got stuck as like a 10 year old. And she's like, what, 50? Something like that. And then her other coworker just has helium breath. Yeah. So he just blows great up for balloons. blowing up balloons. Not great for anything else. Plus, he sounds like this all the time. All the time. That would suck. Like those two things 
both suck. Can you imagine being like 50 and for how many years of your life you had the intellectual being of a 50 year old woman or whatever age you were at an adult but you had the body of an eight-year-old like how much would that suck that would ruin any chance of like romantic intimacy oh that oh, that just reminds me of that guy there was like a reality show uh for a girl who's like she had uh cancer brain cancer, brain cancer as, a, as an infant that stunted her her growth so she's like permanently in like the body of like an eight-year-old yeah um and kind of mentally stunted but not not as much as the physical but uh she is dating somebody now who's just like a regular dude Mm -hmm. and he's just like she's a woman she deserves love and yes i do agree with that yeah it's this is where i'm conflicted because she looks eight yeah and it's like, how can you, as a grown man, find yourself in a physical attraction scenario with somebody that looks eight? And then that makes me question your mental well-being. And Yeah, because like, I, I, I cannot say she doesn't deserve love in a relationship yeah. and all that. It's just a very weird, uh, uncomfortable situation yeah. to think about. And this woman in the show who is... 50 but is like a kid you just reminded me of this weird thing it's just it's well and in the show her husband left her which like again like it sucks but also i can't really say that he the what else do you do i mean like i will tell you right now hold my hand hand. (laughs) if you turned into an eight-year-old i I do not believe I could stay with you. That's the one thing. It's like girls are always asking, would you still love me if I was a frog? Of course. Of course, babe. Like, would you still I'd love fuck me? i a frog. <laughs> would you still love me if I looked like this and then like make the ugliest face that you can possibly make? Definitely. Oh, yeah, if I was a, I'd fuck a troll. If I was in an accident and like this happened to me, you'd Absolutely. still love me. Yo, I'd, I'd care for you so good. But like if I had a power that made me eight again no fuck you i'm out of here which like <laughs> that's that's fair i mean like i said it would it would be heartbreaking for me as the one that has to be eight again and lose that part of my life but also it makes you not a pedophile so <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> oh what a weird tangent but then also, like, you think Jen's like, oh, woe is me, woe is me. I don't have a power. And then there's other people that have powers that are so shitty that they ruin their life. Yeah. And yeah. they're just caring about their, they're just caring about their existence, right? Like, she says, like, this is what happened to me. It sucks, but I pick up and I move on and carry on with the day. Like, you don't really have much else of a choice. And what if she has all this expectation that she's going to get this really awesome power? Like, I don't know what an awesome power is. Uh, I mean, the, probably the coolest one I've seen is the super speed. Yeah, the super speed, the flying, the strength, like those stereotypical ones. Like, oh, there was one guy in the opening sequence who just passively, like a bus, like splashed a puddle. Oh, and yeah. And he just and like he just moved. deflected the water. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But like, she's not thinking... About the fact that, like, her ass could be a 3D printer. And next thing you know, she's just shitting out objects. (laughs) Right? And that is an actual power in the show. Or even if you think about it, come guy. Like, he's never had somebody just genuinely touch him. Yeah. They always just come. Exactly. And if, if I try to place my hand on your cheek and just come... I'm sorry. I'm going to have a hard time looking at you the same way after that. <laughs> what? Okay. You're on a first date with somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you put your hand out on the table and they touch you and then you, you come. Can you still look at that person? I think I feel like I would be a little violated. Right. Especially if it was so unexpected. It's like, just like it's not the same as the girls that go and pay for it, right? It would be yeah. like an accidental thing. It was just like, yeah, I feel I feel a little violated because I wasn't ready to share that 
part of me with you and like just have yeah it's like if you want it go for it get it good yeah but if you just want to sit and cuddle on the couch i'm sorry i don't want you to put on your fancy little leather gloves and a scarf just a whole and like suit. It, yeah <laughs> like if that's what you're into cool like i i don't just wanna. have like a a condom bodysuit <laughs> How do we keep coming back to this? I don't know. You've got to stop thinking about orgasms, Ben. This is you. <laughs> You're the one that keeps, you know, what is it? How many seconds? Like every how many seconds um, like, like men think about sex? Like 20 seconds, 15 seconds. You're tonight proving, it's been a little more frequent. You're proving that tonight. Like you got to put that on the back burner. Move forward. <laughs> the cat is a good character yes jizz lord is a good character thinking about come again (laughs) (laughs) um until like not until the end like something happens i won't spoil it something happens after things start to kind of resolve and you know you start to feel warm and fuzzy and the characters are being a little less shitty or the ones that needed to be kicked to the curb were kicked to the curb and like you can move on and let go of that chapter of your life and then something major happens involving jizz lord and you're just like well fuck this really throws us for a new loop this kind of messes up everything that was set up to be positive so that really sucks and we don't get another season until maybe next year yeah I mean, they were greenlit for season two. Now, how quick they can get into production and post. uh, The earliest that I saw that people think it could be is like this, like early 2024. And then is there any way that they could just decide, be like, eh, never mind. We changed our minds. We're not doing this. All right. So it's on Disney. Yeah. So we at least have a better chance of it coming than Netflix because Netflix is just fucking canceling everything. Yeah, like I'm, since we're already talking about sex and porn and all that fun stuff, Minx. Yes. With Jake Johnson. Yep. Is scrapped now. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just Jake Johnson. Who else was in that? There was a lot. There was a lot of people. Okay. But it was, it was a really good show and I'm pretty sure it, did get picked up for another season and then they just chopped it yeah decided never mind i don't want to do this which yeah. is so friggin' stupid like on i'm not gonna lie when you first told me about that i was like what's minx because i forgot <laughs> it had been so long yeah and then in the same second that i was reminded of minx i was like oh yeah that was such a great show and then you just yeah, shattered no everything you're no like more. uh yeah it's gone forever it's whatever <laughs> They just decide they didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah, Netflix is cutting everything. They, I swear, they they make shows for a season, and they cut it. I don't know if it's because it's like they don't get as much initial viewership as they they want, mm-hmm. so they they cut it, or if it's a budget thing, because Netflix has been so gradually increasing and increasing and increasing their price. To make up for how much money they spend on all of their Netflix originals. Yeah. But it's just like, if you have a show and you keep it going, you can, I mean, repurpose sets. Yeah. Or have, like, let's bring back the episodic sitcom where you're just in a house. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Because, I mean, we have one renewal of that. Like that 90s show. Mm -hmm. And it's more or less just in the house. It's just in this. All you need is the one set and just reuse it. Well, and it's not like, I don't think that Minx would have been a very expensive show to shoot. Like looking at it. Yeah. I don't think it would be. And you have to also think like Stranger Things, for example, which would be a more expensive Thing. there's a lot more like cgi and yep. technology that needs to be used for that it's in its last season like the final season is coming coming you know, i'm gonna say soon but i don't know how soon but like after they are done with stranger things that's a huge 
profit that they're going to be getting back, but then also a huge expense that they're not going to have anymore. So why not still keep your lower budget, maybe not as many views as Stranger Things, but still something that's has to at least be paying itself off. Yeah. Or giving you a little bit of pocket change at the very least. Yeah. So I mentioned that 90s show, which Mm -hmm. we did watch. And like, I suppose we can talk more about it, but like, it's all right. Um, Real quick. I just wanted to say like, it's so disappointing how celebrities can just be like shitty. Mm -hmm. And then that totally kills, uh, you know, like rewatching old shows that we liked well yeah because we watched that 90s show and that made me feel nostalgic and want to watch that 70s show because i think it's better it is original but also that 90s show had what eight episodes something like that and honestly like it it was okay it was not that 70s show like not at all and not even because like oh it's a different era or whatever like it just it didn't it was very cringy there were a lot of moments like and it wasn't like a good kind of cringy like oh this is funny because that 70s show has a lot of cringe moments yeah but it's it still plays off as just like genuine genuine cringe like everyday things that happen when you're a teenager and you do cringy things all the time this was like the next level cringe where it wasn't even forgivable because at least it was believable or like that's relatable because you were a cringy teenager once this was just cringy for the sake of being cringy and like trying too hard to be relatable that just didn't pass right yeah and i feel like they tried to fit too much in yeah like that 70s show, um, so like I said, 90s show, eight episodes. 70s show had 22 episodes in its first season. Mm-hmm. So there was probably the same amount of cringy jokes and scenes. It was and just like spread out more. It was so spread out and they had actual substance in there. Whereas when you have to do a eight episode full season sitcom with your punchline jokes and like your throwaway characters and mm-hmm. all of that... It just, it's too condensed and it's just like cringe after cringe after cringe. Yeah. It's kind of like how some of the Marvel, like the later Marvel movies just have a ton of like those like, like corny jokes. Like yeah. The campiness. Um, the, the kind of sitcom tropes in that 90s show are just, they're just so densely packed that it's, you don't get that relief after the cringy scene mm-hmm. of kind of a more genuine one yeah because then you're just thrown right back into it yeah and honestly in that 90s show the best moments are with kitty and red yeah although it, it did pain me to see red using a cane to walk around yeah because i don't think that was the character who needed it i think that was him yeah and it's just like all these people that i love are getting so old Yeah, and, like, I saw something that was about how, like, that 70s show was so different from that era of sitcom. Yeah. And so it was, like, Bob and Midge were what a sitcom couple was back then. Like, they were a portrayal of a sitcom couple, whereas Red and Kitty were a more authentic representation of a married couple. Yeah. And I think, like, they did such a good job because they're one of the best couples I can think of that represent, like, a good, successful relationship, especially as older people. Yes. Right? Like, they portray such a great marriage and what you hope to grow up to have one day. Like, they're couple goals for sure. Marriage yeah. goals. Like, Yeah, you got, you got your bitter and your sweet coming together to make just something beautiful. A perfect balance. Because you have him who is so gruff and uh, like ruthless a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. But then when it comes to her, she kind of breaks that away. And like you see him break into being sweet sometimes. Yeah. And honestly, most of the time in sitcom type shows... All of the like couple goals yeah. are young. It shows the honeymoon phase of the relationship, yeah. right? It never really goes 
much further than that. So the fact that here's this couple who still genuinely love each other, work with each other, compromise with each other all the time, and they've been together for like what? Like probably 40 plus years. Yeah, like people who have, who have gotten to be old and bitter but still have that connection. Mm-hmm. And I think they've always been like my favorite characters because they're just that they're that that consistency that I like, you know, like yeah. I like things to be routine and comforting and they provide that comfort <laughs> when other things are changing. They remain the stable thing in this life. Right. As stable as a foot up your ass. So I'm I can't say that I'm surprised that they were like my happiest moment, especially because even before that 90s show was coming out or maybe I just didn't know it was coming out um, for quite some time. Like I'd say probably six months or so. I've been like, oh, I really want to watch that 70s show for the honestly most part because of Kitty and Red because (laughs) he's great too. But Kitty is like my like I want to be her when I grow up. She's just like so great. And so I'm like, I want to watch that 70s show. But I freaking don't feel like I can't because I'm the type of person who if someone does something really shitty, like unspeakably just awful, I boycott it. Everything about it. Yeah, it it's really depressing because the guy that played Hyde, it basically came out that he was just a huge fucking dirtbag. Yeah. So then it's Rapist just and stuff. yeah. So, so then then it's just like, well, I don't want to watch something that he's gonna get revenue from. Yeah, and I don't know how that works, and it really sucks. Like I think, imagine being Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, like Laura Preppen, Topher Grace, all of those people that are making money off of that, also from the streams and the fact that people can just rewatch it and rewatch it, and they get those royalties, whatever. But they also have to deal with like oh well this was my co-worker and maybe not so much Topher Grace because apparently he hated it anyway <laughs> but I would imagine that especially for Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher that moment filming that 70s show for all those years are a very fond memory for them that they enjoyed doing that brought them a lot of joy and happiness and now it's been tainted because that guy is such a jerk yeah there's there's a lot of shows that just kind of get ruined, uh, and it's funny to say it because was it last episode we were talking about Velma? Yeah, and it's just like now I'm starting to see things about yeah yeah how quick things can go from just like well this show isn't good to well I'm not gonna watch that because I don't want to support sh- dirtbag people yeah. And like so far, I've only I haven't seen too much about it. Honestly, I saw it on TikTok that Mindy Kaling like had forced herself upon a male coworker and threatened to take like legal action if he didn't comply or something. So I don't know where the allegation came from. I don't know anything other than that. But there's been a lot of kind of just like on top of not watching Velma and people being pissed about that. There's also some of those underlying rumors circulating as well. Yeah. Shitty. On a lighter note, Mm -hmm. we went and saw Disney on Ice. Dice. On the weekend. And it was so much fun. I loved it. Yeah, I had a pretty good time. Um, It was... (laughs) It was weird because it started off real strong. Yeah. And then it just didn't back it up. Yeah. Because so it started off with The Little Mermaid and it was really cool because they I don't know who all has seen Disney on Ice. I saw it when I was like eight. We we should preface because I didn't know this until we got tickets for it. It's people figure skating to Disney songs. I knew that much. I didn't, though. So I'm just... Anybody who's listening who doesn't know what Disney on Ice is... Okay. It is people figure skating to Disney songs, and there's kind of this little show, and they make condensed movies, and that's it. The condensed movies thing is new to me. That was the thing that I wasn't expecting. I thought they would just have choreographed these, these figure skating dances to the songs. I didn't realize that they were going to have like 
some dialogue and do just a little mini version of the movie. Yeah. So we started off with The Little Mermaid and it was, wow, it was mind-blowing. Like, oh, the, incredible. So like I said, it started off real strong. During one of Ariel's scenes, um, when she still still was tail Ariel, she, uh, a rope dropped down from kind of the rafters with like a, a loop for like you to hold on. And it lifted her up into the air like that 30 was, feet. That was not when she still had her tail. That oh. was just as Ursula had took her tail and that was kind of part of her transition. Oh, that that's was her, her rising in, to the surface. Oh, I get it. I get the imagery. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, like she she did this whole routine on this rope. Yeah. That was kind of like rope pole dancing. There was parts where she was like 30 feet up and she was only holding on with like a rope wrapped around her leg. Yeah. She was leaning back and then she held onto the rope and this dude who was holding the rope at the bottom just starts shaking it around and she's flying around and ah, it was crazy. It was so cool. She was 30 feet up. All it would take is like a slip and then there's a stadium full of traumatized children. <laughs> and then they just didn't back it up. There was nothing else that was that cool. Yeah, that was the coolest thing. And then they went in like, the thing that I was only disappointed about was some of the movies that they had decided to do, really, there was no point to them. Like, sure, it was condensed and stuff, but, like, I love Tangled. Rapunzel is one of my favorite princesses. Yeah. And I feel like they really didn't do it justice. Like... Yeah. It could have been so much better. They didn't do Mother's Knows Best. I think it's because we're such fans of the movie that when it's not as good as the movie because plot points are left out, favorite songs are left out. That's true. I think if you were just an average fan, you'd be like, oh, that was really good. That was tangled. Yeah, great. Sure. Moana was just a disaster. Oh, my God. Okay. Every, Every time that one of the main characters was in a costume, Yeah. It sucked. Because... They're Moana is in their mobility. Moana and Maui. And Maui couldn't do anything because he's wearing this big foam costume. Yeah. Whereas, I'll reference to a later point in the show, um, what is the bad guy in Frozen? Hans. Hans. Hans and Anna's duet singing about we finish each other's sandwiches. Yeah. Was spectacular because they were dancing together. like the They old, had great chemistry. The lift you up, you sit on my hand thing. Yeah. Um, spin you around by the blade of your skate thing. But then also they were just like skating and doing flips and shit like in synchrony. Yeah. Synchrony. Mental synchronization, you know. (laughs) And it it was really cool because they both had full range of motion and could do like actual figure skating like show like feats. Yeah. Whereas when there was a guy in a costume like half of Beauty and the Beast and Maui. Beauty and the Beast did it really well, though, because while he was in his beast form, there's still Gaston, who was able to do stuff. And they had other, like, they had the townspeople. They had all the people in the, like, furniture. They were lucky they had more options. Yeah, so they had other distractions that it wasn't the main focus. Moana, it was just Moana and Maui. So Mm. they couldn't do anything. And I don't know why... Like, sure, Maui is a fan favorite, especially for kids. But why make it the main focus? Like, why not have the beginning when she's with her townspeople? So, again, you can have all the hustle and bustle of especially more people. Especially because that is a very interactive song. Yeah. And then, and her grandma, and then, especially because they finished with the grandma in the big, like, um, stingray the, thing, yeah. prop that they used, and that song... And that's how they finished the Moana. So they could have done the opening song, her on the boat, meeting Maui, him singing his You're Welcome, then piecing out and Moana having her finish like Stingray scene. And that would have been beautiful and so much more exciting than just the You're Welcome, Maui doing stuff, walking around. It was basically Maui was on this like, motorized boat that had a little handle to steer and a foot yeah. pedal to go. Yeah. And that was the whole shtick of the Moana Yeah, thing. it was just like, look how cool and this set she is. she was kind of skating around, but she didn't do any flips. She didn't do anything fun. No. So it's just like, I'm here to see figure skating and I'm looking at a boat. 
Which, like, don't get me wrong, her skating ability surpasses our skating ability. Yeah, like, but when you're paying money, days. you wanna you wanna see the good goods. That's true. Anyway, I had a I was surprised at how much fun I had had with it. I it was also really funny because like there's all these excited children and they're all singing along <laughs> to songs and it's adorable. And um the it was just I'm just trying to collect my thoughts because <laughs> it was amazing how every single character throughout the show they all had like an appropriate like oh so and so clap 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 like yeah. woohoo and it was very mild i would say and mickey and minnie are trying to get the crowd all like riled up but i'm just thinking these kids don't give a fuck who minnie and mickey are like let's be honest they had their time to shine they're not really what they used to be like when we were kids i used to watch minnie and mickey all the time i know they should have captain america emceeing disney nice. <laughs> no and then even when elsa came out it was a little bit more like pumped because yeah. you know this generation the, the, of kids the, the, love frozen frozen came out and it was on to start yeah everyone went nuts yep elsa like but still, it was a little bit more than what we had seen. Yes. But it was nothing, nothing at all compared to Olaf's arrival. Oh, my God. It was chaos. The kids went insane. And I was just like, move over, Mickey. There's a new mascot in town. Yeah. I also really liked during Let It Go, like, you know, the most current, iconic Disney song. Yeah. And... Kids weren't singing throughout the entire thing, but every time it hit, let it go, let it go. Yeah. There was just an army of children yelling. Yeah. And like there were points where I burst out laughing because it was just like crazy how just into it all these yeah. kids were. I know. It was it was so sweet. I really enjoyed being in that atmosphere. You know, there are a lot of times that kids are annoying. And it's just, especially when it's other people's kids and you're yeah. just like, <laughs> like, I love my kids despite how annoying they are. Uh, but when I just have an annoying kid without the love factor, yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, this is the worst. But when you have a, a whole like arena full of children yelling, let it go. Like, it's just like kids are pretty cool sometimes. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it so much. And that's coming. Like, I don't dislike frozen but when it came out i had such huge expectations because it had just blown up so massively right yeah that i think i was just a little bit jaded by being like let down a bit because i was expecting so much yeah and i feel like i have fairly high standards to begin with and then um they, of course, our kids loved it because why wouldn't they? They're kids and children. So we're watching it all the time. Like, oh my gosh! So then, when Frozen Two came out, we're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go see this because they want to." And I was in tears through that movie. I loved that movie, and I know there's a lot of people that would fight me on this that Frozen Two was not as good as Frozen One, and I completely disagree. I yeah, will. Yeah, you die know what I say to those people? Fuck them. Because. So Frozen 1 got all this like hype like oh finally we have girls saying you can't marry someone you just met and look at this sisterly love they didn't save like she didn't get saved by some prince it was it was the bond of of her sister and all this stuff it's just like yeah that's that's cool but you're also forgetting a lot of other Disney's before like the Disney princesses before this that also did something similar or maybe they weren't technically a princess but it was still an iconic movie that showed the bond of sisters so yeah let's not just forget about those icons for the sake of anna and elsa yeah listen if if you want a movie about uh, like a a real sisterly bond just watch you some lilo and stitch exactly like nani sacrificed everything so that she could then pick up that motherly role that was she never asked for plus she dummy thick <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i'm getting off track my point is the reason why i love frozen 2 so much is because it actually teaches kids how to handle grief and depression and 
throughout the movie there were so many moments of like you have no control over this thing that's happening but you have to make a choice and how you're going to deal with it mm. and i think mm. that is such a valuable thing because it's so hard to talk about death even even as adults let alone if if a kid were to experience death in any capacity mm-hmm. and so i just loved that this movie it took something that's so hard for anybody to communicate and it helped you understand it like it showed you how to process those emotions and it did it in a way that is simple enough for a child to understand which then makes it easy for emotionally stunted adults to understand exactly so that's one of the, and i love that that's becoming a reoccurring theme in the like the new age of disney and just animation in general and like you see it all the time like there's um there's Inside Out, for example. Yeah. That's another one that handles mental illness and hard things to talk about really well. And then um, I know we already talked about Puss in Boots, but I saw something on TikTok the other day which really resonated with me um, was just like how true they were to how difficult panic attacks, anxiety attacks are. Yeah. Because the way that they depicted an anxiety attack was so true yeah in puss in boots like when he's so fearful of death and he's running away through the forest and he has that fight or flight instinct and he just gets out of there the amount of times that i've been confronted with that myself like again this episode we haven't brought up i'm turning 30 doing it now towards the end (laughs) every single episode (laughs) until i turn 30 um I would say over half of my 20s was spent in crippling anxiety, Mm. like not leaving the house really at all, not doing anything. And when I finally did get out there, it took so much energy just to be outside of the house because I was such an anxious mess. Oh man, how long it took for you to be able to like make a phone call? Yeah. How long it took me to be able to do anything outside the house by myself. Like there was a time that one going outside the house would take ages of mental preparation. Yeah. Then when I did go outside the house, I was not going outside alone. Like I I wouldn't be like if there was a you have to go to the grocery store to pick something up. Couldn't do it. I'd need someone to come with me. Right. So to see these things on screen, to see how they're showing kids how to deal with those things like it is freaking terrifying yeah. to be in that situation. But then look at how that freaking ugly ass dog came and was supportive. <laughs> and don't you be talking about my my little man like that. What was his name? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's just isn't not isn't just it this, like Papito or. Yeah, like Spanish word for dog or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I really like that direction that it's going in and I. And I think it's such a good thing because me as an adult couldn't handle those emotions and I didn't know how. I didn't know where to start. It was overwhelming. It was just a suffocating feeling that there was no way I could process those things. And so as kids, they're seeing these things and kind of getting these seeds planted in their little brains on how to deal with this stuff that hopefully when they're older, they'll like if they are ever experiencing anxiety in any way, they're just like, you know what, like. If I just take some deep breaths and just talk to someone, let it out. If I get me an ugly ass little dog, (laughs) just have him lay his head on me. Calm down. It's going to be all right. Well, and like they're teaching breathing techniques in schools and stuff like that. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, that's so stupid. Like, why would you do that? But as someone who is actually completely paralyzed by those things, I see how valuable that is. And I would never like I like that they're teaching them their moods and how to deal with their emotions and stuff like that and it's not just bad emotions too they they teach them like when you're overly excited but you're in an area where you're not really supposed to be bouncing off the walls (laughs) how what are ways that you can kind of calm yourself back down still be happy but in a in a way that you are ready to learn and that's a good tool to have because even now like you would be able to say like how many times are you just like so worked up and so energized that you just have to do something but you don't know <laughs> how have, to bring yourself I back down I have things like when I'm at home 
I am understimulated. I need to do things. And then we go out and there's just too many people and I just shut down and I start biting my hand out of anxiety. I'm just like, ah. Yeah. And it's just like, what if we were taught those things in school? Like, this is the emotion you're feeling. Because half the time I feel like it's like you're feeling something, but you don't know what. And so therefore you don't know how to handle it. Yeah. So the fact that they're teaching them what all these emotions are in the first place. And when you're feeling this way, then this is how you can handle that or how you can bring yourself back to a level-headed playing field. Just going to be normal. All right. So now what I need from the audience is answers to three questions. One, what is your favorite Disney and or DreamWorks movie? Two, what is the stupid superpower you guys would want? And three, is the arena couple fucking? Let us know (laughs) on Discord or on Instagram. You know where to find the link. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees podcast. If you haven't already, please download this episode and we will talk to you next week.